welcome back. You are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast, and it is always good to have you tuning in. Everybody wants you. You. <laughs> yes. And some of the love that they want, Mikey, probably yours. Plenty of fans out there I hear over the summer. Yeah, it was pretty cool, eh? Outstanding. Yeah. The, um, I know that a lot of the followers are piss drinkers now. Okay. Because the most <laughs> that people came up to me was when I was out on the piss in the Viaduct. <laughs> oh. Did they shout your line red? Yeah, fuck. There's no line red in the Viaduct, eh? It is hard to find. Yeah. Where, where did we go? Oh, we went to a restaurant and you were like, they were like, do you want a beer, sir? And you said, uh, what's the closest beer to Lion Red that you've got on this list? <laughs> then I ended up drinking four bottles of fucking fizzy wine. It does happen. Fizzy wine. Someone mate. yeah, told me about the fizzy wine the other day. They were obviously listening in <laughs> intently. Right, today, mate, uh, you've got a, a grunty topic by the seam, so I'll let you give it oh, some context. First, welcome okay. to the, yeah. We're not in the KTC HQ today. No. We're in the Guardian Smith HQ. Mine is anti-productivity, mate, so we get there and there was no power, yeah. which is just real handy. And uh, there's, n- there's enough red flags or strikes at that office that I think it could be on its last uh, warning, eh? <laughs> yeah, but anyway, was- we've ventured over the bridge to the beautiful Takapuna. What a spot. It just is, eh? stinks of wealth over here. It's great <laughs> to be involved in it. But this is a shit-hot office you've got here, mate. I can't believe uh, more people don't get in touch to come work for you. Yeah, I know. It's pretty cool, eh? It's definitely... It's kind of like a morale booster coming in here for me. Like, I went from like a cubicle in Kingsland and then I moved out to Hobsonville which was like a nicer office and Hobsonville was great it was like cool we've got space it's all new and then but, we come but it's Hobsonville yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, then we've moved here and it's like man this is I don't know I never dreamed of having an office like this so. wow that yeah, must be a cool feeling it's nice yeah. coming in even just having your branding on the windows and stuff love that shit yeah we're making our presence known eh yeah I want to do like one of those things where you paint the roof, so when you fly over the top, it's like, oh, there's my building, you dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> and where's the local you go here for a coffee? Oh, there's multiple, man. Like, we're literally right above what they call Eat Street, which is like a whole lot of foodie areas, and yep. then there's just, like, coffee everywhere. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, so yeah. No, no local coffee house to shout out, just in case they're listening? Uh, I I go regular, like um, four times a day, but uh, I don't know the name of it. Okay. They know my name, though, which is why I keep going good. back. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to Mobile Takapuna. <laughs> <laughs> right, oh, mate. Yeah. What are we into today? Reaching escape velocity. Oh, baby. That sounds scary. We're going to space. Yeah, man. Like, I, um, at the start of this year, I was like, I went through this sort of thing in my mind. I was like, I need to have, like, even more focus and really like zero in, like only on one or two things that I really want to achieve this year. And while I was going through that process, I was just like writing down shit that, you know, are little things that don't matter. So I had a, a cleanse out of my Instagram followers and shit. Nice. And I still follow, like, I even cleaned out some people that are like friends, but I just like, they don't need to be on my follower list, you know, like I talk to them or whatever. So got rid of all of that shit. And now Instagram fucking feeds you shit so if i go into instagram now it's like you don't have any new content but here's some fucking algorithm for you oh yeah and i this clip of joe rogan popped up and it was him talking to someone i didn't know who it was about the likes of like uh jordan peterson and russell brand and all these guys that have huge you know online followings and they're talking about getting cancelled and like joe rogan's been cancelled himself and he said it doesn't matter for these guys though because they've reached escape velocity and I was like, fuck, that's interesting, eh? That's like a, 
that's the power of a true brand, like a real special brand to have government officials, like all of these people, like the online hate, all of the stuff like attack you. Mm. And all it seems to do is amplify the good. And I was thinking about what that is. And there's not too many people in New Zealand that have that. But I think we can do it on a smaller scale. And I think it basically what happens is like someone tries to come and cancel you for saying something wrong or, you know, saying, but there's this wave of people who understand what you're about and they come behind you and they back you. And then like, that's like, that's, that's the ladder that you're standing on. And that's the foundation that you're standing on because you've done so right by so many for so long Mm. that you can't get toppled over. Nice. And I think I started thinking about it and writing notes made as I do. (laughs) And, um, you know, I've got here, I I thought about this and tried to unpack like what qualities you can work on to move in this direction yourself. It's obviously a very beneficial position to be in. If you can ever manage to create this, I think on a smaller scale, it's basically like if you were going to work and someone didn't, someone had a disagreement with you, a client or whatever, and then your boss comes in and backs you up because Mm. Behind that that one twenty minute mistake or whatever that's happened, you've got three years of previous evidence where the boss has really appreciated the value that you bring. And I think pulling that apart and that's the small version, but that's what you want to try and do to emulate what these guys are doing when they've got, you know, fucking a billion people after them. They've just yeah. got two billion people on the other side backing them up. Mm. You know? And I think when you look at this, it's it's very important that your reputation on the upside has to be outweighing the reputation on the bad side, you know? And I think you can only do that by doing it over time and with repetition. And there's like a few basic good things that like most people should do. Like being honest is pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> and you can build up, I think, anyone can build up their own personal brand and then it just depends how big you want to grow it, right? And how big you want to... Like, your family will know what you're like because they've been around you for, like, 10, 15, 20, 30 years or whatever. Um, and they'll know that, like, you're, you're either honest or dishonest or you work hard or you don't. Like, all of these types of value things that, you know, they will know, but how are other people meant to know? Mm. You've got to provide evidence of that, right? And I think getting to that stage is like actually a choice to actually go out and do it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the people that I talk to, <laughs> I wrote, I tried to think about what my ones are and like ruthless capitalists is like pretty obvious. Like I'm unapologetic about making as much money as you want. Yeah. Anyone, not just for me, but like people know me for having that mindset. Um, and then like the opposite side of that, is funny because it's part of my brand a little bit that I'm st- that I'm building up is like I don't like socialist electric car drivers. Mm. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, I actually get given some shit about this in the DMs, eh? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's pretty funny because to be honest, the majority of people that like I don't care if you drive an electric car, go for it. But it's just quite funny how some people actually take offence to me taking the piss out of electric cars. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it far it is far out outweighed by the people that genuinely do find it funny and know that it's just about humour, really. Mm. Um, And, you know, a good example of being authentic around this is, like, I did an Instagram reel that basically said, whether you think climate change is a scam or not, 
this is a deal we've got over here to get you a fucking zero percent interest loan on a yeah, electric I saw car. That. Yeah. yeah. So like I even used my views of in the video and we pulled fucking heaps of work out of it. The amount of pe- electric car loans that we did out of that was hilarious because I wasn't lying about it. I wasn't mm. trying to like put someone else's ideas into it. I was just like, fuck, if you want to buy an electric car, I don't give a fuck what you do, but I can hook you up with 0% interest. Yeah. You know, and it, I think uh, it's quite important to stay authentic around that kind of thing. And, you know, you've just got to have like 75% good and 25% bad. I was thinking about this the other day, how like we'll die and there'll still be massive fights going on about the popular thing at that time. Mm. And you kind of wonder, I wonder what it will be. Mm. And it could be the same things that are popular at the moment, but at the same time, you, it helps you realize there's no point getting too wound up by it all. Yeah. Because it's going to still be happening. Like the thing that you're really concerned about at the moment might end. It might be solved. It might all be fixed and everything might be great. But there'll be another thing. Yeah, for sure. And it will start before the current thing's even sort of finished, but it will, it'll pop up. Yeah. I've been fascinated recently, mate, the lady from the Greens who's stolen some stuff Mm. and it's been everywhere and people have mentioned it to me, but I've been, I've got so much on at the moment that I haven't even had the time to kind of try and understand some of these things, but it's funny how it's such an easy attention grab, which is what we were talking about off of the back of uh, the How to Destroy 2024. Remember, revenue's declining. It's going to be more division. It's going to be more stories put in front of us to go, wow. And just the people that were, I'd be talking about one thing and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, it's probably because of the thing with the greens. And I'm like, what are you on about? It's got nothing to, what the, (laughs) but that's how like entangled all of that stuff gets. But anyway, there's something really important in there that, I think is good and difficult. So when you say, um, you know, you stand for capitalism and making as much money as you want and whatnot, I think it's really good to have things in your life that you stand for. And people like that because then they, they know what you're about Mm. and they probably have a bit of that too, but it's then very scary to go out and put yourself out Mm. as that person. Cause you know that as soon as you do that, you're going to have people that disagree, can't have the conversation. So instead of having the conversation or trying to understand where it comes from, then going, you know what, mate, I disagree and I don't really enjoy that. So like, we don't need to be mates. I'm not going to learn from you. Like whatever, they have to attack you. Mm. Because we're now, I think, in a world where it's like, no, you're wrong. I need to tell you why I'm right because I need to defend my position. Yeah. And equally on the other side about electric cars, for instance, you know, probably people that have an electric car that are really into it, that don't just buy one to support Elon, <laughs> uh, are like, no, like you're wrong. Um, yeah, yeah. And would want to, so it's so good because it basically pulls out a response from people. But I also think it's the thing that stops a lot of people um, speaking up about their thing or mm. putting themselves out there because you know that as soon as you do it, you're going to have people tell you, that's not good or like, no, this is how I do it or you're full of shit. And yeah, I have to be careful what <laughs> yeah. examples I use. Cause I'm like, Oh, some of these people may listen, but the, the really good one recently was James from Henry, right? Who's like, I went on the radio and talked about Henry and it's his life and he loves it. And he's so passionate about it. And you yeah. can pick up on that. And then the accountant rings up and complains to the radio station about giving him airtime. Yeah. Like, why does he get airtime? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, and he's like, what the hell? Like, I'm building something great over here. It's a compliment, man. Yeah. You know, like, after a while, you realise it as a compliment. And that's just on that why I titled the real when I wrote a little caption for it, I was like, rule 0.5 in business. And I wrote this for LinkedIn because it's like, this is more LinkedIn specific. Rule 0.5 is not everyone's going to like you. Yeah, but it's yeah. still the same for all of us, no matter what we're doing, yeah, whether you're in your work or whatever. I don't think you can have something that everyone likes ever. No. Because the world wouldn't work. Nah. Yeah. I think it's actually quite important to have opposing views and stuff. And that's having the view is one thing which creates authenticity. Having opposing views is healthy. And then the other part that, like picking apart what these guys that have this escape velocity thinking about it that runs into this perfectly is at a at least a small level you have to have an open mind you have to be prepared to I think to be to do well and to progress you have to be open to someone calling you out and at least once being open to the idea of like okay if I'm wrong let's figure out why Mm. because you won't Otherwise, you'll just hit a wall one day and you'll be like, oh, fuck, everyone does actually hate me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or, or no one does want to use my business. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, if you look at Elon as an example, right, when he brought Twitter, he got rid of just about all of those, well, a lot of the staff that he didn't want in there. Mm. And then there's still attacks on him and claims about him, how he treated people and whatnot. And there'll be some people that listen to this that hate him for, but don't know him, but yeah. will be because we consume the stuff to then build the narrative of why not to like him, right? And, and who really cares whether we like him or not? But then he's sitting on a stage being like, uh, fuck the advertisers, like, fuck you. Yeah, whatever he's so grunty, eh? You know, I was like, wow, is this video being made is this real but yeah. he genuinely doesn't care and he's willing to risk his net worth and his livelihood yeah which for most people they do not say what they truly think because they're worried about the risk that they put their livelihood and their income at yeah it's wild eh? when i saw that clip of elon telling advertisers to go fuck themselves i was like whoa that is <laughs> like, like that, that business could literally burn to the ground and he's going to bend however many billion yeah it could be done like it, it that's that's an outcome that he has to that he must think about yeah he's obviously got a strong belief that the product is good enough to outweigh the loss of the people that he probably doesn't want to work with anyway because imagine the pressure that he's getting from external shareholders outside of Twitter. Yeah. Like, hey, mate, you're also running Tesla and you've got, you yeah. know, we've got funds tied up with you. It's what huge. are you doing? He yeah. carries a lot on his shoulders, man. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty interesting, and that guy in particular, how <laughs> he sort of went down like the business road, became the wealthiest man in the world. And then decided, let's build a fucking giant personal brand. Yeah. And now he's like one of the most famous people in the world. Yes. <laughs> that is a wild ride, eh? And like all he's done by doing that is have more people hate him. Mm. But I think, the, again, like the, the wave of foundation behind him is, outweighs the bad. And I think as long as you can keep above that line and be a net positive and you personally can take a bit of the, the hit back and the, and the hate and stuff like that. I wonder if this is a good example, mate, where recently we've seen Bitcoin be released as an ETF. Mm. So instead of now having to figure out how to buy Bitcoin, store it in a wallet and do all of that and, and oh, you're, a, you're an idiot buying that and it's, it's fool's gold and all the different things that get spoken about it on that side versus this is a scarce asset, get involved, the sooner yeah. the better. 
um, now you can go and buy it on a fund and it's been approved to do that. And not so long ago, it was like, that will never happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But something's happened for that then to be possible. Mm. And now it is possible. Now, I think JP Morgan allowed their investors to buy into it. Yep. And then I saw an interview with Jamie Dimon, who would probably have escaped... Uh, escape yeah. yeah, he definitely does. And he's like, "Stop fucking asking me about Bitcoin." Like he 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 swears in the interview. I think yeah. he says shit or if, and I've never heard him speak like that. And he's like, "If I never have to speak about it again, great. Yeah. Like, if you want to buy it, go and buy. It. I don't care." Mm. Um, but he's he's like, "I'm not. I'm. That's not me. It's not my thing. So just stop asking me about it." And then he starts going on about gold's the same thing for him. He's like, "I don't have any gold. Like I don't care. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Like this is the stuff that I do, and and just leave it alone. Like stop asking me in the media." <laughs> <laughs> and then the presenter can't help but be like, yeah, "But there are a lot." Of, he's like, "The use cases for um, Bitcoin are child, yeah. um, you know, like all this sort of stuff, the negative stuff." Shit, yeah. And then someone's like, "Well, actually," and he's like, "I don't even want to have this conversation." Like, <laughs> yeah. he's, so, he's so wound up about yeah, it. So uh, he must just get pestered by it, eh? The, community is pretty large now. So. But that's, I think like Bitcoin is a good example of something that has been talked about so much where there's enough demand for it, for eventually it to be taken serious where they go, okay, we will approve an ETF of it. As much as you can tell, the regulators are like, we don't want to do this. Yeah. Even the guy, the main guy of the SEC in the States, Gary Gensler, signing it off like, he signed it off and put a message out that was the most sour message, eh? Yeah. Long story short, it basically kind of, there was court proceedings and everything and Bitcoin won and he had to do it basically. His hand was forced. Mm. <laughs> and he was just like, we, we're we doing an ETF, but we do not support Bitcoin. <laughs> it's like so sour. Yeah. yeah it's interesting, eh? I, I reckon it's, uh, it's pretty interesting watching the Bitcoin world, eh? It really is. I think you're like two US presidencies away from the president owning it. It's mm, a good point. They're just like even I saw another trip of Trump the other day, and he's escaped velocity too, to the point where they're trying to put him in fucking jail. Good like point, they yeah. hate him so much that, and he's so anti-establishment and has like the most culty following that they're like, we can't let this happen. It's too much power, you know, all of this shit. It's going to ruin the establishment. All the fucking bullshit that we've built, you know. And he came out the other day and said, I'm going to stop tyranny by making sure US never has a central bank digital currency and the crowd went fucking nuts. And he's like, oh, you guys know what that is. Yeah, yeah wow. it's pretty interesting. Like some weird shit happening around the world. And yeah, I just think these examples of getting people on the right side of you, enough of them to outweigh the bad is like really cool to study and watch and then scale it back because... To your I'm own just, stuff. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like Mikey in this office in Takapuna and I've got, you know, a couple of thousand people, clients that I look after and I need to make sure that they feel that from me. Yeah, and that's, I guess, a good way to bring it back to how it becomes practical for each of us, right? We Because I think, as we've spoken about before, the brain spots the negative all the time, right? And I see this at the moment massively with um, BGP stuff where we get so much attention and the punters clubs on and stuff and you always spot the negative comments. Like someone's the other day is like, oh, this is what I think about that horse, but I couldn't give two fucks about these boys get paid dickheads and shit. And I get a message, um, oh, I've met the founder, one of the founders of BGP and like, he's an absolute scumbag. And someone's like, do you reckon that's directed at you, me or the other guy? And I was like, well, look, I don't know, but you, you start to become immune to it yeah. and be like, I shouldn't even be focusing on this or thinking about it, nah. but you, but your brain can't help but see it or be sent it or, you know, spot it. So, the, the way that I think about it is, are you doing more good 
or producing more than you're consuming, coming back to one of my main values. And that feedback always outweighs the negative, but the negative stuff always feels the loudest. And, you know, there'll be people that are sitting on a project they want to do or a hobby or a post they're going to want to do on social media and they just won't be able to hit do yeah. because they're worried about what one person's thinking, about a, ne- a bit of negativity. And you just have to go through that to learn it because look at that example I've just given and BGP has been going for a decade now. It's nothing new. There's, I get the shit all the time, the negative stuff. Mm. Same with like keep the change. I spotted uh, yesterday going through some emails. I was trying to find a, um, a resource for a stay at home mum who asked for some help. And do I need to be doing that? No. Do I have other things I need to be doing? Yes. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, I feel like this one would really help. And so I searched it in my inbox. And the first thing I see is someone carving me to bits about how I use the word lady in a subject line. <laughs> you know, if you want to empower women, never use that word again. I'm like, I, I can't believe that, you know, after all the good that you've done, you've just undone it all by this. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and then they're like, I don't want to get real hung up over one word. And I'm like, wow, you kind of already have. <laughs> so it, it never ends. And I think if you're scared to start something or even aim for a bit of that escape velocity or whatever it is for you, then it will be really hard for you, but you almost need to do it to experience it, to then see how you react to it. Yeah. Not, not do it because you're worried about the negativity or people trying to cancel you or tell you your idea is shit, etc. You almost need to do it to go like, oh, is that what that feels like for me? Because it's different for each of us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think um, the negative side of it is louder because it is louder. And there's a whole lot of positive side that'll be silent for ages. Mm. And then eventually results will speak for themselves. Like you get a lot of messages from people thanking you. But even take away all of those messages, there's a whole lot of people out there doing really good because we know that there's like 50,000 fucking listeners a month or whatever that are doing it and they're not all messaging. Yeah. And that number grows because people are like getting value from it and then going to take action from it and doing better and they appreciate it, but you're not getting 50,000 good messages a month. No. And there's a really cool one this week where a lady, oh, not supposed to use that word, a woman responded. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, it didn't really make sense. And she said, oh, sorry, I was supposed to send that to my sister. (laughs) And she's like, but I've replied to you or sent it to you instead. And she's like, oh, we send your content like back and forth at each other as like a, a, a wake up call and stuff. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's feedback you get by mistake. Yeah, that's happening a lot, right, behind the scenes. Yeah. So there's like all of that silent good happening while you're getting told not to call someone a lady, which I thought was polite. Yes. But fuck, who, I mean, who gives a fuck? That's it, truly, like at the end of the day, like if you have, yeah, you don't have to give a fuck. If If you know that you're doing good and you put an effort to build a good reputation and be a good person, none of that shit fucking matters. Mm. Like it's very rare that like one of those really good people will be taken down and, you know, dragged over the coals. They can try, but the reputation will always outweigh it. I think the thing to remember with like cancelling and people that have a crack at you as well is that they're usually people you've never heard of and they haven't done much. Mm. And then you think, oh, actually this person's probably hurt and broken They've got something going on that is they're so wound up about it that they're going to spend the energy telling you, you know, that you've just decreased your credibility with them because of an issue that they yeah. they have to figure out at yeah. their end. 
Yeah, definitely. But it's hard to remind yourself of that when it happens. You're like, oh shit, okay, well, why is this person coming for me or what's going on? Still, my natural reaction is like, like if I get messaged or a comment or something, my natural reaction is like, fuck, where are my guns? Let's go put the fucking bulletproof vests on. Let's go to fucking war. That's my first reaction is like, let's go, baby. That's metaphorical, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's metaphorical. Yeah. (laughs) But like, as I've got older and- I guess more intelligent and actually just more experienced mm. um, and learning that, that, that doing that doesn't help. It's better just to ignore it. Yeah. And you feel way better about it in about five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I was going to say about the, the greens um, lady. I, I'd never heard of her before she stole the shit. Same. And then, so then I'm like, why do I, why would I care? Yeah. But everyone cared. I looked at it and I was like, fuck, politicians have been stealing from you for years. You just didn't have CCTV on them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, they're humans. They uh, have flaws. They have issues. I didn't know anything about her prior. I've never heard of her. Therefore, I don't really want to even understand what's going on about this. I've got other shit that I need to focus on right now. But, and I was thinking in 72 hours, you'll be able to ask people, what was her name? And the people that were really interested in the thing, they'll be like, oh, oh, the, the chick from the Greens. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Even the highest office in the land, like, can you tell me the Prime Minister from 2001? Yeah, no you idea. Know, like, fuck, who gives a fuck? You, yeah, like I often say to um, clients, I'm like, oh, who was the Prime Minister before the last Prime Minister? And they're like, uh, it was, um, oh, it was bloody, um, yeah. Oh, who was it? Like, I don't know. <laughs> but the, the noise gets so loud for, for 72 hours and it's like, cancel, cancel, cancel. Yeah that chick will pop up from the greens and she'll do something else. Her life will have to carry on. Yeah. And whether you like her, dislike her, like it's really nothing to do with you. It's not going to help you by being real up in arms about it. Mm. And it just plays out week after week after week. And it just sells attention. It sells distraction. It sells people to feel good about themselves. Like whatever the let's cancel that person. Let's have a big crack at them. Mm. And it, it won't stop. And I think it's another one of those things from the How to Destroy 2024 that when you spot it more, you're like, oh, well, I want to get dragged into that because it's human nature and I want to have a look and I want to see yeah. what's, yeah, okay, I feel a bit better about myself. But then you're like, well, actually, this isn't going to get me closer to my goals. It's not going to help me. You know, you could almost argue that you want to try and get cancelled because it's probably then when you finally get enough people that uh, disagree with what you're doing and you've you've obviously got so much yeah. you've done so much that you're finally yeah taken um you know people are taking notice of of what you're doing and like you said before not everyone's going to agree so then if you can get there yeah then, it's, then you're um, obviously doing a heap of probably a heap of good um yeah yeah i think it's pretty clear with those examples like joe rogan russell brand and peterson there is clearly like a sub text of society that fucking hate those people mm. which is fine but there's also a very big following of them and that's also fine you, you can choose to turn it off like tvs have buttons you know like yeah. it's all good but the cancellation of each of these people has only massively amplified their brands oh my god like joe rogan is twice the size of he that he was before he signed for 100 mil worth spotify like yeah like boomers know who he is like the dude from fucking Fear Factor, man. He's gigantic. And, you know, he came out and said like, he got, I think he got cancelled because he said that like he didn't have the vax or something when he got COVID or some shit. I can't even remember, I, fuck, I don't, can't even remember what it was for. But, oh, there was one also that there was like old videos of him saying the N-word. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that yeah. one blew up. 
And now he's fucking huge because there's like millions and millions of hours of him being genuine, authentic, open-minded. And it's very clear that he's a half-intelligent human that understands when he makes a mistake, he says sorry, moves on, tries to better himself. That's why people like it. Yeah, I think he, I remember him apologising or whatever, just saying like, hey, you know, I didn't mean to. Yeah. Yeah. I think individually it just comes back to trying to do more good than you will do bad because bad will happen mm. and you've got to be able to spot that some people are just bad people and also, they just do like bad shit. Our, our internal instincts will try and make us do bad as natural reaction. The, the best one that happens to everyone is fucking greed. Greed will make you take shortcuts, you know, do silly things. It will make you cheat on a test at school because whatever it is, it will fucking get a lot of people and you have to build like a self-discipline to, to fucking block that out or at least put it over a longer time horizon so you do the right thing, you know? And I think those things are like <laughs> ingrained in humans. Yeah. And it, building the reputation and then reaching escape velocity is almost like taking those things or being disciplined enough to put those things to the side and be like, no, I know what the right and wrong is. Keep doing it. You'll be right. So yeah. Yeah, one more year. <laughs> a couple of random examples, because uh, hopefully this person's listening. So someone was messaging me yesterday asking about getting a $10,000 bonus. Mm. And should they get it in one go or should they get it paid out in, in increments to protect the tax? And I was like, oh, I wanted to send them how to think. Um, <laughs> yeah. But then I think I answered quickly. I have a lot on my plate yesterday. And then they're like, oh, could I give you some examples? I said, you know, you, you might pay more tax if it kicks you over in one financial year, if it kicks you over a tax bracket. So you might go from um, going past the 48% tax bracket. So then you're going to be getting taxed at, at 30%. But I'm thinking if you're getting a 10 grand bonus, you're probably earning more than 48 grand anyway. Yeah. So I said, that's just the thing that you have to be mindful of. Otherwise, you're probably thinking about stuff that isn't really... But I, I sent an audio and I was like, doing a thousand things. I was like, look, like you're thinking too small. You're thinking about 33% tax instead of 30% tax if it's going to kick you past $70,000. $70, $70, yeah, I get the bonus, get the net amount, start thinking about the next 10 grand, think about what you're going to do with the money. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, and, Different and habits. who gives a fuck about the 33 versus the 30%? Yeah. And then no reply. And I was like, oh shit, I wonder if like, I've just gone a little bit too. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I said to a bit of an apology, it just said, oh, hey, sorry, had a bit on the plate uh, yesterday. Hopefully that makes sense. But often with Keep the Change, it's like, think beyond the little stuff. Yeah. And, on this mate so this morning I went to the gym and I got a, a can of drink on the way in and she said to me oh are you training today and I was like yeah like that's why I've dressed up like a dickhead to go into the gym and be active wear <laughs> she's like oh our system's down so we can't take your payment for the drink and she's like could you check on the way out to pay for it and I was like yep no worries and instantly going back to what you're saying about natural instincts my natural instinct is, you know, my old instinct is like, boom, free can of drink. <laughs> yeah. fuck, fuck this gym, man. It's massive. They yeah. don't need the, they don't need it. Yeah. But I've taught myself to be like, nah, that's what I like to talk about. You're moving the scales. Yeah. You're just going, hmm, I'll tip it slightly yeah. to, to be $6 in debt. Yeah. And so on the way out, 
I nearly forgot because I'm just like back into routine of like now I need to get home and, and whatnot. And I was like, oh, is the system going again? And she was like, nah, it's not, unfortunately. <laughs> and so again, you could be like, okay, boom, like free drink. But I've trained myself to be like, okay, next week when I go there, when it is working, yeah. I'll be like, hey, I owe you $6. Now the staff that work on the weekend don't do work during the week. Yeah. So I don't have to do that. Yeah, yeah. And I could get away with it if that's what we want to say, get away with it. And I think we're hardwired to be like, where can I get a freebie? Where can I get an edge? But I've just found that going back to the law of success, what was that line in there? It was basically people that want something for nothing never win. Yeah. That's 1925. And as I started to learn more of that stuff, I'm like, maybe I should just pay the $6 because I don't want to... Yeah, man. I'm now I'm going away from the law of success and I'm going the way the law of being a loser. Yeah. Um, and, but, but we're wired to be like, I should take advantage of that. But I've saved myself. Day. I've saved myself $6. Yeah. It's so strange that like your natural instincts are bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I want to do fucking 300 kilometers an hour every day on the motorway. <laughs> <laughs> but I only do 200. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Yeah, I don't know. It's a funny one and it just takes like, it's just a disciplinary thing that you have to build up. And these little things like help when you stack them on top of each other, like being authentic, having an open mind, you know, starting from, you know, if you owe someone at the dairy $6 or whatever it is at the gym, making sure you honor that to, you know, really basic stuff like manners and just keep Mm. stacking, 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 stacking. Honest, moral, all of that shit, you will have your own version of escape velocity. It might not be Joe Rogan. You might not want to be Joe Rogan. That's 100% sweet. It might just be someone in your friendship group being like, he's an asshole. And Mm. eight people are like, no, like that's not true. What do you want about? And they stand up for you and you're like, whoa, that's epic. That's what I'm, that's the thing. That's the, um, you know, I've, I've actually had like a personal situation with that recently where I didn't know there was conversations going on about me in the background and one of my close friends was there and he told them shreds. Yeah. You know, like it just doesn't, like it's quite cool. Mm. I don't want anyone to tear anyone to shreds for me, but <laughs> yeah. you know, like it's, it's quite cool when you have that kind of backup and you like, you will have it on like a family level or, or most people have it on a family level and close friend level. But I think we get stuck in the mindset that it can't expand further than that, but it can. Mm. And it's just doing more of those things consistently, loudly, and doing it over time. I guess another way to look at it is thinking about what would you want people to say about you, you know, or how would you want them to describe you? 100%. And then you've got to do the actions for that to be a reality because until that starts happening, you're not actually doing what you need to do. And, you know, back to my $6 example, I'm not perfect. I'll probably owe people money that could be listening. They're like, bro, you borrowed 50 bucks from me and you can't even, no, maybe I've forgotten or, or whatever. And I'd tidy up anything if need be, but you've got to try and build it into yourself to be like, right, okay, I need to do the right things because that's what I want to be known for. There's a school and it's slogan. I can't remember what it is and it might be Latin or something, but it, it comes back to like doing the right thing is the right thing to do, which is the right thing to do or something like that. And it's mm-hmm. basically just, they just drill into their kids. Like that's the motto they live by is like, do the right thing. Yeah. And, and it's and so simple, but it leads to all of this stuff. And I think that, you know, it, it then protects you from your employer going like, yeah, you did make this mistake. Yeah. But also did all of this shit right. Mm. And you've got a better case for, Hey, 
um, yeah, but this was going on when I made that mistake or please give me a chance. Uh, that won't happen again. I'll learn from it. Mm. And people respect that rather yeah, than just like blame excuse deny like, oh, well, fucking you, you did this. So then I made the mistake and yeah, then yeah. Boom, you're in the rabbit hole. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's important to realize you can't just do like one good thing once and then expect everyone to notice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's like a consistency thing as well. Yeah. So no one's going to be perfect. No. Any, any other notes there, mate? Um, oh, there's more pods here, man. Fuck, oh, yeah. pages for Nam. Oh, baby. Well, yeah. bring it on. 2024, the year of the content will continue to uh, to flush out. But that's been a good one, mate. I've uh, enjoyed exploring that. Bit of Casey and the Sunshine Band to take us out. We've gone past 2,000 reviews on Spotify. Oh, that's getting close to the 5,000 where I give away something cool. Yeah, go on. <laughs> uh, it's quite funny now. People message me and they're like, yes, I've done a five-star yeah, review. 